welcome back. Oh my gosh, I forgot how to do my intro because <laughs> I'm just too excited to tell you guys that I have a new mic. Well, I don't have a new mic. I have a new cord. My old professional mic is back in action and you don't have to listen to my awkward headphone mic because I know it was irritating you because it was irritating me. <laughs> um, but hello, welcome back to another episode of Thanks Morris. I am Marie, the SLP. I have to share something with you guys. So this is going to be a just me episode. Let's let's get right down to business. I'm going to talk about some mindfulness things, some gratitude things that can maybe help you at this current junction if you're school-based like me and you're feeling burnt out. Um, I'm really hoping this helps because it's really been kind of getting me through even on the days I feel like I just want to leave the job because I'll be honest, I've had those days lately. Um, and I think it's okay to admit if you've had them, admit it if you need to. If you don't need to, then don't. But do what you got to do, right? But I have to tell you guys something. Okay. First and foremost, you guys are going to be the first to hear this, that I am probably going to transition this podcast just a tad, just a hair, and not always. I want to still bring in the SLP voices, the information, and all those great things. But I also want to cater to our amazing mindfulness community because not everybody in that community is a speech pathologist. And rightfully so. I mean, there's so many of us that these messages resonate with. And so I want to talk about a lot more than just speech pathology here. And I hope that whether you're a speech pathologist or not, you find this useful and informative. I have been diving deep, 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 deep into gratitude and its effects on the brain, which, you know, our major communication center is in the brain, the language center and all that stuff, right? And so um, this does affect how we do our jobs as speech pathologists, but it will also affect how we think about our clients and their processing of information and their mental health, which is very, very important to me that as clinicians, we are considering the mental health of our clients, of their families and all things. So as I've been researching, I've definitely had it on my heart to share more of this information with you all. And I also, fun fact, and you're going to be the first, like I said, to hear about this, but I am starting a vlog. So if you're listening right now and you hear this information, you know something the people that aren't listening to this podcast don't, and they will not know until the first vlog is up. So um, congratulations, and thank you for being here and supporting me on this journey. The reason I'm doing the vlog is for the same reason I just said about including certain information in this podcast. It's very important to me. It's relevant to everything I do um, aside from being a speech pathologist, but I also know that that's directly intertwined in what I do as a speech pathologist. So it's just what I'm passionate about. And I hope that that passion brings you inspiration. And, um, you know, I'm always grateful to talk with you more individually when you find me on Instagram or email me. It's always great to combine our passions and inspire each other because you all keep me motivated. That being said, to all of my speech language pathologists and communication facilitators, audiologists, all y'all, SLPAs, SLPAs, happy National Day of the Speech Pathologist. I don't know why I just wished audiologists happy National Day of the Speech Pathologist, but it is May. It is better speech and hearing month. Today is a very special day for speech pathologists because it is our national day, okay? We get one a year. It's ours. There we go. But it's also a special day because it's Mark's mom's birthday. And I don't think she listens to the podcast, but we're going to wish her a happy birthday. 
Anyways, so wherever you are, send Mark's mom some good birthday vibes. All right. Oh, one more thing before I get into the meat of this podcast here, because the whole reason I was trying to tell you about Better Speech and Hearing Month is because if you want a journal for 20% off, you can use the code BSHM20 now through the 22nd and you'll get 20% off your order. So yeah, happy Better Speech and Hearing Month. Okay, let's get into this next piece because I'm trying to make this as short and sweet as possible. One reason being I want you guys to hear the meat and I want you to then be inspired and take it and run with it. I'm not trying to fluff things up. Also, Mark has an improv show in 30 minutes, so I do have to be quick. (laughs) Two reasons, okay? So I want to talk about three mindset hacks that have been very relevant for me, especially in the last, gosh, two months at work. The reason the last two months have been so crazy is because, as you know, I transitioned from being a high, or not a hybrid, a virtual speech pathologist to a hybrid speech pathologist where I have done something. It's funny. I would have told you, oh, I've done something I've never done before in 2020, 2021 school year. You know, I worked virtually. And then March of 2021 came along and said, haha, now look what you get to do. And I started doing both virtual and in-person speech therapy. So, you know, I don't even know what I can do next, but I know I'll do it and I know I'll be great at it. Or at least I'll tell myself I'm great at it. Um, But this month, because, okay, let me give you another little piece of information here. In my role as a speech pathologist, as a preschool speech language pathologist, every spring is nuts. Now, I think a lot of school-based SLPs would agree with me, regardless of what age you're working with, because it seems to be the heaviest IEP meeting season. And for preschool speech pathologists, it's because we are putting together all of our assessments and transition information and reports for all of our kids going into kindergarten. And that typically, like on average, can be, you know, half of our caseload to three quarters of our caseload. For me, it's about half right now that are going on to kindergarten. But that's half my caseload that I have to write reports on and do informal and formal testing on and all these things and parent interviews and then hold IEP meetings. And I'm also, again, doing kind of a new job, right? With this hybrid model of things. And so it's nuts. It's really nuts. I've had to advocate the most I've ever had to advocate for myself in terms of getting the support that I need to be able to effectively service my kids. They're my number one priority. And I don't care you know, what anyone says, right? About school-based SLPs being paperwork pushers. Not in my brain and not in my heart. I My kids are my number one priority. So I want to make sure they're being serviced and I have a great SLPA and I, you know, we have great SLPAs in our district and all this stuff. And I could go on and on and on about, you know, the best service providers and the model and whatever, but I definitely needed some help. And so I had to advocate and advocate and advocate. So it's just crazy because, That's, you know, comes on top of, you know, this just time of year. So I had to really lean on all the things that I'm constantly teaching and telling and, you know, talking to you guys about as far as mindset and gratitude. And um, I really had to, you know, 
I always try to walk the talk, but I really had to dive deep and really sit with myself and reflect. Oh, and by the way, I moved during all of this. I also moved. I had to pack up my life and move and I'm not unpacked. I'm still, you know, pulling clothes out of bags and stuff as I go here. Um, but anyways, <laughs> this isn't like a whole complaint about Marie's life, I promise. But this is, this is what I want to get to. I said, you know, here I go saying, I'm not going to fluff it up, but you got a little fluff. You had to get a little background, but I want to give you three important mindfulness facts or mindset facts or three mindset hacks, if you will, things to keep in mind when you are going through it, whether it's good or it's rough, because these things can really help shift your perspective when you need it. And even when you don't, these things can be in your mind and you can have aha moments. And those aha moments, or as my friend Paige would say, those moments of awe where you're just like filled with wonder because you are making connections about what is going on in your mind or in your heart and in the universe or, you know, whatever, what, with whatever power you believe in, whatever higher power that is, you can sit with that and thank that. And it's really it's really gratifying. It's really powerful. And so I want to share these things that have helped me. So maybe they can help you at some point. The first point I want to make is that you are capable of protecting your energy. This is huge. I've talked a lot about this. I've talked about it on the podcast with different guests. I've talked about it by myself on the podcast and shared what I've learned about it with you. I've shared a lot of posts about protecting your energy. It is huge for me. And it's been something, honestly, probably around the time I turned 30, I realized how much I wasn't doing to protect my own energy and how much I needed to be, how much my energy was affecting others. And I was tired of blaming others for me bringing a bad energy into the world. And when I say others, I primarily mean Mark because he's the person I spend most of my time with. But I got to a point in January where I realized I was feeling negatively about a lot of things and I kept bringing that to him and it was really affecting our relationship because it was affecting him and it was bringing him down. And I didn't take responsibility for my own energy and for my actions um, until I made time to sit with myself and to think about what was going wrong in my mind, because I, I don't know, I got to a point where I realized he wasn't doing anything to upset me. Why was I continuously bringing in negative information, information, negative energy to his environment? He wasn't asking for it, essentially. And so when I realized the negative energy was coming from me, it really forced me to sit sit myself down and look in the mirror and figure it out on my own and stop bringing it to his attention and asking him why, when it was really, I was the only person that could answer that question. And so, um, you know, I realized, okay, there are things that I can do that I do do, or that I keep in my environment. Maybe they're physical things. Maybe they're mental, you know, maybe they're words of affirmation. Maybe they are quotes that inspire me, that elevate my mood or my energy. There are things that help me vibrate at my highest. And then there are things that bring me down. So I took a look at things that really helped me elevate myself. And then, and when I say elevate, I mean, elevate my energy, things that helped me elevate my energy and that, that would help me bring in a good energy to wherever I went, whether it was to my mom's house or to work or to Mark's. And then 
I was asking myself, okay, well, what doesn't? Because it's really important to know what does, but honestly, I would argue it's just as important to know what brings you down and not necessarily so you can avoid it. Maybe yes, but also so you can acknowledge it. And so that way, because things come up all the time, friends, that we're, that are things aren't in our control. Have you learned from the last year? <laughs> things change at the drop of a hat and we aren't going to be excited about everything that changes. And we can't control those things. And that gets hard on some of us. Um, and so when you can at least acknowledge and be aware of what brings your energy down, when and if they come up, you already know what elevates your energy. So you know what you can do in order to find your highest frequency again. Does that make sense? So it's it's on you. That's kind of what I'm saying. It's on you to know what works for you and what elevates you. So that way you can maybe walk through life focusing on that good energy. Now, is it always going to be that way? Are you always going to be able to walk into a sticky situation and say, well, no, I, you know, let's say one of your ways is listing gratitude. So in your mind, you know, you maybe can automatically go, well, I'm grateful for this, 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 and this. I'm fine. My frequency is fine. Is it always going to be that way? No, we're human. I'm human. Sometimes one of the things that elevates my energy is sleep. And sometimes I don't get enough. And so I can be a grouch and I can walk into a room and be a grouch. But I now know because I've made that list and I've worked through it over and over and understood, oh, my sleep, oh, this, oh, that. You know, I can now acknowledge, you know what? I didn't get enough sleep last night. Maybe I'm not going to say this thing that's really negative right now because I know I didn't get enough sleep. Or maybe I've said it and then I'm like, shoot, I am, I, that was not good. Like that was not a good choice, I guess I should say. I'm being kind of a brat or whatever, Um, but I didn't get enough sleep, right? And it doesn't mean I can excuse myself for it. In fact, it means I'm taking responsibility and I'm holding myself accountable. I'm understanding, whoa, like what affected me? What is going to help me not do this again in the future to affect somebody else's energy? But, you know, the whole point is that person that maybe you brought a negative energy into can also understand what elevates theirs. Mark and I have gotten really comfortable in the last few months with telling each other because when we we both kind of acknowledge this at the same time, like we both kind of realize like, okay, your energy is bringing me down. My energy is bringing you down. So now we both are very open with each other. And that's just a part of our relationship, that openness, that growing communication that we have. And this doesn't work for everybody. But it works for he and I, it helps us set boundaries. And so sometimes he can say to me and I'll say, or I'll say to him, you know, hey, that's not, that's not going to elevate my energy. That's something we can do. Not everybody can, but it never hurts to try and kind of vocalize what you need in order to function at your highest. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, let's move on. before I fluff this up too much. The next point is intertwined directly with what I just said. The next point is only you can be held accountable for your mindset. Now this one, I feel like could create some waves because what I'm basically saying again is you are the only one that you can blame when you're having a crappy day or when you don't, you know, when you let, when you, when you're dwelling on something or whatever it is. Um, Basically, this is personal responsibility. You're responsible for 
your perspective or your mindset. You cannot blame. Even if somebody just sent you a nasty email or you didn't agree with the email and it really upsets you, you can't blame that person. Um, I had a really frustrating meeting recently. And in the meeting, I felt called out on some, you know, a part of my job, you know, and what I do, specifically me personally, for me, I was called out. And I didn't, I, it, it upset me in the moment. It did. But I knew because I've worked hard on this, and this is something I've worked really hard on. It's, part of it is just letting your ego go. Um, I knew in that moment, I said, I'm, I could really easily dwell and blame the rest of my day because I feel like this is going to put me in a really bad headspace. I could blame the rest of my day on this other person that just said that to my face about me. I could do it. And I, I had this dialogue and part of under, really understanding that you're per, that you have the personal responsibility here, friends, once you get there, once you can get your mind there, you will have very clear conversations in your mind. You will hear the dialogue. Before I could really hear it clearly, it would always be like a muddled, like, I know I'm feeling anxious, but it's, there's turmoil and it's all cloudy and gray in my head. And now like it's clear, you know, it's Marie, you could let this affect your whole day. Or you could trust that that person is saying whatever they're saying and you can, you know, you can choose not to dwell on it. But if you choose to dwell on it, you can only blame yourself. You cannot blame this other person or what they said. You can't. It's not their responsibility to make me feel good. And it's not mine to make them. Let's just say that goes both ways. But especially when I look at, you know, being at work and my job title, I said earlier, I'm there for the kids. So that keeps me going. That that keeps me happy. But ultimately your mindset is under your control. Um, when you allow somebody else, when you can, when you tell, you know, when you put it out there, like, well, they said this to me. So the rest of my day was shot to hell. When you give somebody that power or that, you know, over your feelings and emotions, that, I mean, that's essentially what you're doing. You're giving somebody else that power. So when you do that, you're allowing yourself to give others that power. And ultimately, that's setting yourself up for failure. So hear, hear it from me, friends. Like, take the power back if you need to. Trust yourself. Trust your intuition. Do what you need to do for you. I know. It's a big point. And it's that's a hard one. That's a hard lesson. That lesson... I'm still learning. Um, I don't do it. I can't do that perfectly. I definitely, you, you know, blame others at times and it doesn't make me feel good in the end. And I think that's where I really learned it when I realized I was doing it so often and I wasn't getting anywhere. And until I really took charge of myself and started making decisions without giving another person control. And really, I learned this five years ago with a my ex-boyfriend and it was a very toxic unhealthy relationship and I realized how unhealthy it was making me mentally emotionally physically and I kept blaming him well if he wasn't like this I would be happier and if he didn't keep doing this I would be happier blah 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 and I just got to a point where I thought what if I just break up with him what would that do and I the minute I did it well, not the minute. Well, yeah, probably the minute I actually admitted that I, that was what I was going to do and I wanted to do it. 
I realized I had just taken so much power back for myself. I gave it back to myself. He couldn't give it back to me because he never had true power in the beginning. It was all on me. I just kept allowing him to think he had it or allowing myself to think he had it, right? I never came out and said, you have the power, but basically I did. Oh, guys, I need to go into detail for with that story one day for you guys, but we won't right now. That's, that's my point. It's a lesson I'm still learning, but it it's a good lesson to be learned. Last point. You ready for this one? I'm very proud of this term or this term. I'm very proud of this quote. Uh, quote? Is it a quote? I don't know. I made up this little saying the other day and I'm just so proud of it. Third mindset hack. Listing three gratitudes a day can keep the cortisol at bay. <laughs> can you tell I'm proud of it? Um, it's a it's a great quote, and uh, you can use it. I'm it's on Instagram. I posted it on Monday, and it um, feel free to share it with the world. What that means? So in all my gratitude research lately, I've really seen this theme: increased expression of gratitude. Now, expression of gratitude means not just thinking it, but saying it out loud, writing it, doing an art project about it, making writing a song about it, whatever your expression is, but the actual physical act of expressing it decreases cortisol production because it increases serotonin. It increases dopamine releases in your brain, which are like, it's basically like increasing serotonin, aka the happiness hormone, decreasing cortisol, which is the stress hormone. So three gratitudes a day, start your day with at least three gratitudes because that will keep the cortisol at bay or the stress at bay. Doesn't mean it's a perfect formula, But it means that when you can start your day in gratitude and really let yourself feel grateful in the morning, and at least three, but more is probably best. (laughs) Always try for more. But you will have those things on your brain, whether they're filed somewhere in the back or they're in the forefront of your mind all day. They are there. So things that when things come up that are out of your control, you have a quick, surefire way to immediately protect your energy and raise your vibe. So there you go, friends. I'm so excited. So stay tuned on Instagram. I'll be talking more about YouTube and my new channel because it will be different than my speech pathology channel, which is also available on YouTube. They're just going to be under different um, usernames. And so I will have more information out on Instagram over the weekend. I hope I'm hoping guys, I'm ending the school year. So, you know, that could be crazy and things could come up, but my goal is Sunday. Okay. I love you all so much. I hope this was helpful. Please feel free to rate, review, ask questions, subscribe. If there's something here that you want more information on, or if you want to have a discussion about it, probably best way, Instagram, it's linked in the bio, but you can also email me. Um, and I would love to talk with you. All right, friends, have a beautiful one. Bye-bye.